Blog Talk Radio. Don't know about the future, that's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Buy up your pad and pencil, I give you a piece of my mind. In my opinion, nation, the sun is gonna surely shine. Stop all your fussing, slap on a smile, come out and walk in the sun for a while. Don't fight the feeling, you know you want to have a good time. And in my opinion, nation, the sun is going to surely shine. Hey guys, it's Brandon here, Brandon's Buzz, back online, Thursday night, February 5th, and I don't know about you, but I was... I was literally biting my tongue, uh, resisting the urge to sing along with the theme song. It's, it's so um, recognizable and so beloved, one of the great theme songs of all time. It's Brandon's Buzz. I've got a terrific guest here. Um, and uh, a quick program note, next Monday I'm back with Michael Brainerd, uh, former star of All My Children and Santa Barbara. Wednesday night I've got Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Aubra Moore. Thursday morning I've got Knott's Landing star Joan Van Ark. So it's a full week next week, and then... I'm working on getting the week after after next full also, so uh, you can you can uh, check out the show at blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz, and you can download the show there, or you can also download the show at the iTunes Music Store. I'm on iTunes, guys. Uh, you type in Brandon's Buzz in the search box, and my podcasts pop up, and you can download the show. You can also go to the website and rate the show, and I encourage you to do so. Rate the show, make comments. You can shoot me an email telling me what I need to do better, what you'd like to hear on the show. Uh, so your feedback is super important, and it's also important to the guys at Blog Talk Radio because that's kind of what keeps me on the air. They look at those stats. They look at who's listening. They look at you know what they think, and they, they, uh, it's, all, it's all very important in, in terms of uh, my time slot, what they want from the show, what they allow me to do on the show. So it's super important. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for coming along for the ride. And uh, it's going to be great fun. And we've got great fun tonight. Tonight's guest, you know, it didn't matter that she was all of 12 years old. One look at her on the big screen as a very young spitfire named CeCe Bloom on one of the most beloved films of all time, Beaches. And it was blatantly clear that a star was born. Three years later, she would find her signature role as a spunky and unusually perceptive teenage girl navigating life in a household full of addled men on the classic NBC sitcom Blossom. And over the course of her five seasons as the centerpiece of that crackerjack ensemble, she became not only a pop culture icon, but a fashion one as well. Not since Jackie O's heyday had someone made it so seemingly permissible to accessorize with a funky hat. She largely stepped away from the incessant glare of Hollywood in the years since Blossom ended, trading the world of celebrity for that of academia. But of late, she has, in her own words, begun dipping a toe back into the entertainment world. And to celebrate the long-awaited release of Blossom on DVD this week, She's dropping by the buzz to discuss her experiences on and recollections of a fondly remembered television classic. What a very special honor it is to welcome to Brandon's Buzz tonight the beautiful and the infinitely talented Mayim Bialik. Thank you. That's very sweet. <laughs> How are you this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming. It's it's really a great honor to speak with you. I, you know, we were talking just before the show. We're actually the same age, give or take six months. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so funny. It never dawned on me that we could be the same age. And, right. And yet when I started researching last week in preparation of this interview, I realized that we are 
six months apart on the planet. It's yep. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, there aren't people much younger than us who were kind of old enough to be watching the show. Exactly. Somebody told me that they watched the first episode where Blossom gets her period, and that was the last time they were allowed to watch. They were like eight years old. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like you're not old enough for this yet, you. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, uh, give us the the sixty second rundown on my MBO. Like, where were you born? Uh, I was born in San Diego. Okay. My parents uh, were from New York. My grandparents were immigrants from Eastern Europe. Okay. And um, my parents moved out to the West Coast when my mom was nine months pregnant with me, so I was just barely born here. And I was raised in Los Angeles, and I went to public school. Um, my dad was a drama teacher. My mom was a nursery school teacher. I started acting when I was eleven. And I got beaches when I was 12. Wow. And then Blossom was from when I was 14 mm-hmm. to 19. And then I went to college, and then I went to graduate school, and here we are. <laughs> wow. What do, you, what do you know about your name? Do you know, do you know where it came from? Yeah, my name is Hebrew for water. Okay. Um, my middle name is Chaya, which is an animal, <laughs> but it also means she lives. So um, living water is what my parents call me. Wow. <laughs> Um, I was named for somebody whose name was Mariam, which is kind of like Miriam. Okay. But it was just like, they just said it as an abbreviation, Mayim. Yeah. But my parents just thought it was cool to actually give me the appropriate Hebrew name, Mayim. Excellent. It, you yeah. know, it's such a great, unusual name. Did you hate it when you were a kid? Um, not really. I mean, you know, I, I grew up, you know, going to temple and stuff, and there were a lot of kids with unusual names. Mm-hmm. Um, I have family in Israel, so obviously there's a lot of unusual names that my cousins had. Um, I was called Toilet Water in elementary school. <laughs> Um, not very fondly by some, you know, Oh, that's boy. horrible. Yeah, but, um, no, it was kind of okay. Most people called me Mai. That was my, my nickname, so. Okay. Uh, my name, you know, my name is Brandon, and, and that name's pretty popular now, but back when I was a kid, it wasn't so much. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I wasn't crazy about it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, Especially I, uh, with the, the whole 90210 explosion and, yes, you know, Brandon and became the name, but. I danced with a Brandon Blunt at our sixth grade, uh, <laughs> Graduation. She was really cute. <laughs> so, did did you have? Uh, I was going to ask this later, but it seems appropriate now. Did you have a like a normal uh, school experience, like elementary school, junior high, high school? Did, did yeah, you... I mean, you know, I didn't. Start, as I said, I didn't start acting till I was like in junior high, um, which is, I mean, considered late for the industry. You know, mm-hmm. Joey Lawrence had been acting since he was a toddler, and, <laughs> um, so I was the late bloomer. But yeah, I mean, I just went to normal public school and. Um, you know, once I started acting, I would work on the set, and then once I got Blossom, I would work for three weeks and do school on the set every morning before mm-hmm. we started work, and then every fourth week when we were on hiatus, I would go back to regular school. Oh, wow. Was that was that tough to, um, um, was yeah, that a tough I mean, reentry? And, and Yeah, it was disruptive, I think, more socially than academically. Yeah. Um, academically, I mean, I don't know how much you know about L.A. public schools. It was pretty good to have tutors for every subject <laughs> <laughs> instead of being in public school. Um, no, I mean, there's... There was good parts, obviously, to my school, but again, yeah. I think working one-on-one with someone um, is a very different learning experience. Yeah. But socially, it was difficult. Um, I was not a very showy kind of um, teenager. I wasn't really excited to tell everybody, you know, the episode of whatever Blossom that we had filmed that week. Yeah. Um, but look, a lot of people were intimidated by me just because I was on TV, and um, it was hard. It was it was hard. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that you weren't showy in real life because you almost have to be to be. Uh, uh, an act, especially an actress on a television series, week after week, you almost yeah. But I, I mean, I I was always a shy performer, and people are very surprised to hear that I would get very very nervous and the butterflies and the whole like heart in my throat thing before every single taping. 
that was just me. I mean, I'm just a nervous performer. I still am. Even auditioning is very hard for me. I'm not like a... I, again, I, I liked auditioning as a kid, you know, and I liked being in school plays, but I was never like, I'm a star and everybody needs to love me, you know? Yeah. So. And so was it, was, it, was it tough making the adjustment when you finally did go to college to be yeah. back in a classroom setting full-time? Yeah, it? I mean, I was actually two years out of high school when the show ended. So I graduated high school when I was 17, and then Blossom didn't end until I was 19. Okay. So I had had a couple years, um, but, you know, as I mentioned, my grandparents are immigrants, and um, huge, huge ethic in my family was to go to college. Like, even if you're elected president of the United States, <laughs> go to college anyway, <laughs> you know, after. Um, so it was very important to me to go to college. I was really, you know, my parents both went to college in New York, public, you know, public college. And, yeah. um, you know, I went to UCLA. I was very proud to be a Bruin. And um, it was good. I mean, people shouted rude things at me across the quad. And drunk guys at parties will say really stupid things. I'm sure everyone knows that. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I had people razzing me a bit. But... Um, I was just very, very much there for you know the academic experience and not really the social one. Yeah, but it was it's still even being as famous as you were, it was still as normal a, a college experience as one could have hoped to have. Um, I think so. I mean, I think if I had majored in theater, it would have been extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, both because I'm not a trained actor and they would have chewed me up and spit me out, um, but also because you know I think theater people would have seen me as like, ooh, she thinks she's hot, you know, um, <laughs> which I really didn't. So I studied science, which was just what I was interested in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not a natural science student, so actually I, you know, didn't get terrific grades, but I did okay, and I, you know, kind of kept going, so. <laughs> so uh, I guess, did you always want to act, or, or was it something that just kind of popped up one day? Um, well, you know, I like being in school plays in elementary school. Um, my parents made some, they made documentary films um, against the Vietnam War oh, wow. um, before I was born. And so my dad always had cameras around the house. So Excellent. I think I was kind of comfortable in front of the camera. Um, and I think that was, you know, part of what helped. But, you know, I grew up, you know, as I said, like I grew up in a kind of traditional Jewish family. So we yeah. do a lot of singing and, um, <laughs> you know, chanting and, uh -huh. and performing. And um, I don't know, it just kind of came naturally to me, that part of it. And so when you when you do decide that you, you want to be an act, I mean, where do you start when you? Um, well, my my parents kind of discouraged it. They weren't that into it. They didn't think it sounded like you know a good idea for a kid to be involved in an adult industry, which I think they were right. Yeah. Um, but my mom, when I was 11, had stopped working. She had just finished a job at the temple that I grew up at. She was a nursery school director, and she said, you know, I have time if you want to try and do it. But she said, I really feel like it needs you know a parent kind of full time doing it. Yeah. So she wrote a letter to different kids' agents saying that her daughter looked like a Bette Midler Barbra Streisand type. Um, and then the agents who were interested just based on that letter and the picture that my parents took of me um, met with me. And then once you get an agent, they just start sending you out. And actually the agent that I was with also handled Neil Patrick Harris and Stephen Dorff um, and Johnny Galecki and who else? Like a bunch of other you know kind of young actors at the time. All of whom had guest shots on Blossom, yes? Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Very <laughs> <Wow>. smart. <laughs> Stephen Dorff was in the pilot, wasn't he? Uh, he was in one of our first episodes. Yeah, he was in one of our first episodes, but not the very first. Okay, I, I remember him being Joey's best friend, who became interested in you. And I'm trying to think. Yes. Nick yeah. found out about it and hit the roof. And yes, yeah, yeah. we had I mean, we had a lot of great guest stars. Um, Bonnie Rabisi was on our show. Yeah. Toby Maguire was on our show. Uh, David Schwimmer was on our show. Wow. We had a lot of really fun guest stars. <laughs> So, do you remember your first your first job in front of the camera? Do you remember? 
Um, yes, I was in a horror film called Pumpkinhead. It was a Stan Winston film, and it was very gory, and I just had like a couple scenes, or one scene, a couple lines, um, and we filmed out in Palmdale, which is a really, really hot place in the desert here. Um, it was great. It was really fun. Um, again, it was like a couple days of work, but, but it was great. <laughs> and, you know, your um, your IMDb listing shows you on a show that I loved that I don't remember you being on, but I loved the show Beauty and the Beast. Yes. I had um, no idea my, you, you were on that, that was, show. So that was my first television role. Okay. And it was the same producers that produced Blossom. Excellent. Yeah, so um, I guess they spotted me early. Wow. Um, yeah, I played like one of the underworld urchin children. Yes. And I remember I had to show Ron Perlman some, you know, way underneath some ground. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just like a day of work, but yeah. that was my first TV role. That was a great show, though. Yeah, it was cool. You know, I recently picked up, they, they just released the uh, the entire thing on DVD, the, all oh, three seasons. Oh, that's cool. And I recently picked it up, so I'm going to have to well, go back. Well, you'll have to look for me. Absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 when I saw that on your on your page, I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. I had no idea, but that was, a, that was a great show. Yeah, it was cool. So Beaches comes along. Mm-hmm. How'd you get that job? Did you? Um, you know, it was an audition that just kind of came down the line. I was one of the only non-redheads, you know, to audition. It was a four-month audition process. You know, I just kept getting callback, callback, callback. Um, yeah, eventually met Gary Marshall. You know, he he was the director, and then the final audition was in a big sound stage with Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey sitting wow. there. Um, it was me and one other girl who actually um, used to be on Small Wonder. She was a redheaded uh, neighbor. Okay. Um, I don't know if you remember that show, but anyway. It was me and her. It was down to the two of us. And then I got the part, and then the rest of my life changed. <laughs> wow. Yep. And, you know, you didn't actually share scenes with Bette Midler, but did you sure. get to hang out with her a lot on the... Not really. I mean, she did the choreography for the dancing, singing scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I mean, our paths didn't cross that much, you know, when we were filming, just because, obviously, we weren't, you know, in the yeah. same scenes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I saw her when we did the choreography, and then I think I saw her at the rap party. <laughs> so I was I was hoping you would say, yeah, we were great friends, and... No, I mean, look, I, I mean, I, I will say that she was very, very quiet, very reserved, not loud and crazy, like I, you know, like everybody expects her to be. Isn't that funny? Yeah, no, she was a very nice woman, and she had a young daughter at the time who's, you know, younger than us, but now an adult, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all on Oprah earlier this year. Um, oh, right. I think my mom told me. Yeah. Uh, 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 I, I, went, I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and my boyfriend and I went and saw the show, and... Oh, it's supposed to be spectacular. Oh, my, it's it's unbelievable. She, yeah. She's all over that stage for two straight hours. It's, yeah, she's she's great. It's absolutely crazy. Anyway, her daughter was was on Oprah with her when they were talking oh, about the show, and cool. she is the spitting image of her, literally. Yeah, she's really. Cute. I mean, it's really scary how much she looks exactly like her. Yep. <laughs> how funny. So, uh, when you hear "Glory of Love" these days, do you just cringe? <laughs> Not so much. I don't hear it as much as I used to, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've done that for many a talent show at camp. <laughs> Are you still stunned that people just absolutely adore that movie, even even 20 years you know, later? I mean, not really. You know, Bette Midler has a, a definite following. Um, and, you know, that was kind of one of the earlier, you know, tearjerker kind of movies. Yeah. Um, it's also one of the earlier movies to deal with cancer so prominently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, it's a real tearjerker. That, mm-hmm. You know, I hear from a lot of people, when I need a good cry, I turn on that movie, <laughs> you know. But even 20 years later, people still talk about that film and how much yep. they love it. And yeah, it's a, it's a uh, fun movie. I mean, I love her, so, you yeah. know. Do you ever run across it on cable and just kind of sit there and get no, sucked I, into it all over again? I don't, I don't watch much television, but um, I do have it on VHS, and I think my husband has never seen it. That's his claim to fame. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, he's never seen it. <laughs> Not his kind of movie. But. <laughs> 
so just prior to Blossom, you did a show on Fox called Malloy that was... Right, with I Jennifer think, Aniston. Yeah, 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 exactly. Pretty similar mm-hmm. in tone to Blossom, I think. Yeah, I mean, um, yes. It was a show based around a girl. She was actually supposed to be kind of a politically aware, um, you know, kind of, uh, kind of girl. And it ended up, the original creator was a really great guy named George Backerman, and he ended up leaving. I think he had a fight with the network. I don't remember. But um, two other guys took it over who used to work on Night Court, and they made it kind of raunchy. And we just did a couple episodes, and that's when Jennifer Aniston was added. And it, it changed a bit. Um, and it was really, really bad. And then uh, when that fell through, that's when I got the deal on Blossom. So. Wow. And so, uh, you know, Fox in those days, that was this was pre-90210. So. This was – we, we did publicity with Married with Children what? and America's Most Wanted and 21 Jump Street. Um, <laughs> those were the shows, and it was the renegade network. You know? Yeah, they were still we very much finding than, their way. Right. We can't have more than three networks, everyone would say. <laughs> Look at us now, right? <laughs> now there's 200 and – Exactly. Yeah. So – when when you got the Blossom script after Malloy folded, mm-hmm. were you sitting there thinking, "Oh my God, these are the only the, the only kind of parts I'm going to be offered"? Or no, please, I was happy. I mean, look, I was a I was a kid from you know from no acting background or experience, um, you know, being offered television shows, so <laughs> it was all good. And I mean, Don Rio wrote a great great pilot, and he you know created our show, and um, there was some funny stuff in that show. There was some really special comedy that I really enjoyed doing. So absolutely. You know, in an environment in that time, I mean, we're talking about Growing Pains mm-hmm. and Cosby and, mm-hmm. you know, all these very saccharine family shows. Mm-hmm. What was it like to be on a show that kind of turned that concept on its head a little bit? It was great. I mean, you know, we were not doing Shakespeare. I don't want to, you know, yeah, exactly, profound. But, but, you know, to have a single father on a show was unusual. To have a father who was single because his wife, quote, didn't want to be a mom anymore and went off to Paris to pursue her own life, I mean, that's something that I'm sure we all know a woman who's done that these days. But to have somebody on television, you know, 20 years ago doing that, it Uh wasn't happening. Um, And to have a show about a girl was very unusual. And I wasn't a bimbo and I wasn't a nerd. I was kind of, you know, somewhere in between, (laughs) which is, you know, what most people are, right? We're a mix, so. Yeah. You know, in some ways, you were the adult of, of the household, strangely right. enough. Right, and the only female, so yes. <laughs> Even though you were the youngest, but right. but in some ways, you were the most level-headed right. of anybody in that house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of how we tried to set it up, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, were you the first one cast? Was it kind of all built around you in terms of casting? Roughly. I mean, um, yes. I was at the casting sessions for the other characters, okay. if that's what you're asking, Yes. <laughs> I've, I, you know, I've seen some some uh, Don Rio interviews, and he's he's said several times that his original plan was for a show called Richie, and it was supposed to mm-hmm. be about, I guess, the Joey character. It was supposed right. to be centered around him originally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, apparently there was some executive at NBC who said, "Let's make it about a girl." <laughs> and that was it. And that was that was pretty groundbreaking back in those mm-hmm. days. That, yeah, you, you never Absolutely. really. And I think we got to enjoy, you know, kind of all the characters. You know, we had the the Joey character, and then we had, you know, also the Anthony character, um, you know, who was a recovering drug addict alcoholic, which was also something you didn't really hear talked about um, on television or really or on the street, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, nowadays, again, I'm sure we all know someone who's working a 12-step program, but to have jokes about it on a, you know, family sitcom was unusual at the time. Yeah. And uh, listen, I mean, we're we're talking about some serious issues here. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like I said. It it, it took the, the 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 saccharine family comedy template and very much turned it on its head mm-hmm. with stuff like uh, you, you know you buying tampons in the first episode right. and and like you said the mother kind of leaving and and 
Mm-hmm. There were some there were some nice dramatic touches. Yeah, I mean, look, we had to sum everything up in 24 minutes, so I'm not going to act like you know we had any big dramatic arcs. Um, but no, we we did we did some shows that kind of you know had more seriousness, and yeah. um, you know we tried to kind of get into the subtleties of you know family relationships, which means you're not always happy with each other, and you're not always not happy with each other. You know, um, yeah. What what was the fan response? What kind of fan mail did you get? Was it? Uh, you know, we got a lot. I mean, I got a lot from girls saying they looked like me, which I was happy that for people with prominent features, you know, <laughs> they, they got someone on TV. Um, uh, I mean, a lot of things. We got a lot from people from broken homes, you know, saying yeah. that they were happy to see that on television, especially girls, especially girls. And then I remember getting letters saying, I would prefer to watch Monday Night Football, but my <laughs> wife and kids made me watch this, and I really like it. <laughs> You know, it was. It, I mean, it was a, a. Like you said, we don't want to oversell it, but it was a pretty mm-hmm. unique show, especially for its time. There wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't too much on TV like it. No. And that's that. You know, anything that helps you stand out, I think, is. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, to have um, you know, an actress such as myself who did not fit the mold of Hollywood. Exactly. Um, and still doesn't. It's it's pretty unusual, and I know a lot of people. You know, I'm not stupid. I go on the internet. A lot of people have a lot to say about that. Um, <laughs> But you know what? People look all different ways, and the media is there to, you know, entertain us. But it's also there to, to show us what people look like and what people act like. So. So talk about talk about some of, some of your relationships with the cast members. Talk about mm-hmm. Ted Was. Um. What a great Ted was, dad. Ted was great. I mean, look, he was a young, very sexy, you know, dad. Like <laughs> everybody had a crush on him. You know, um, he directed a lot of our episodes too, and that was really special. He was a wonderful director. Um, he was he was he was great. I mean, he was great both, you know, on the set, um, great to work with, and also just a great person, you know, kind of to have around. Yeah. And he was always supposed to be, you know, almost seem a little bit too young to be the dad of us, um, and that's kind of what it felt like, you know. But yet it it felt very natural on screen. I mean, it, it, oh yeah, it yeah. really played. He had he had very distinct relationships with each yeah. of the three kids. I'm saying he tried really hard and he came up short a lot. You know, yeah. which you know, for anybody who has a dad, that's sometimes what it's like. And I remember him from soap reruns back in the uh-huh. back yep. in the late seventies, early eighties. Kind 80s. of a Joey Lawrence kind of character. You exactly. Know. <laughs> you know, kind of the stud. I wa- what was it like for him to kind of reach a whole new, a whole new, uh, a whole different level of success? You know, a second yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, right? look, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I was a teenager when I worked with him, but yeah. but looking back, I would imagine it was probably pretty powerful. He had yeah. a lot of success when he was the young stud, and now he was playing the young exactly. dad. You exactly. Exactly. Um, but really a nice guy. We actually live very close to each other. So I often, I mean, I walk by his house on walks, and um, he's got a daughter, and he's got two older kids, and, you know, I kind of grew up with his kids. And he's now a very renowned television director. I mean, yeah. if you he look at his... He directing on our show, but yeah. Yeah, if you look at his IMDb page, pretty much every successful comedy yeah. of the past yep. 15 he's very, years he's directed at least an episode he's a of. very good director. And some of the I've many episodes. I've actually auditioned for him since last <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Uh, how about Joey? Joey was great. I mean, Joey um, was not really a lot like his character. You know, he was um, he's a very bright person. Um, but, you know, Joey and, and Jenna also, who played Six, they were much more into kind of like mainstream culture than I was and, um, you know, pop culture. Yeah. They were hip. They listened to the right music and the clothes and the hair. I just, I wore all black. I was mopey. I liked Elvis Costello, you know. Um, so Joey and I, he would just give me a hard time a lot. Um you know about me being political or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
But he was great. I mean, he liked fancy cars, and he had a lot of fancy cars, and that was a lot of discussion of the guys. You know, it was really a guy's set, so. Yeah. Talk, talk about a pro, and talk about somebody who was born to be a performer. Absolutely. And, oh, And, you know, God. that's what I say about Joey, and, and also Jenna. I mean, for people, you know, they had been acting their whole lives. Yeah. And they had a resilience and, you know, a personality that I did not have, you know. I learned a lot from them. Um, and Joey's sense of timing is, you know, impeccable. <laughs> I, I, you know, in some ways that worked for the show, though, because it gave the show a very solid center, and it let kind of the the the, the, the satellite supporting characters. Yeah. Um, it, it gave them a chance to stand out, and and you sure. kind of anchored it. I think that mm-hmm. I think it very much worked for the yeah for the texture of the show. Yeah. No, yeah. It was a good ensemble. I mean, that's what Absolutely. makes the show. Was, so. You know, and you can't plan for something like that. It's like no. It's like you know the the Cheers ensemble or the Designing right. Women ensemble. Sure. Sometimes it just. It's just yeah. magic that clicks into place, and you mm-hmm. can't plan for it, and you can't. Right. If you could bottle it, you could make a mint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Michael Stoyanov, talk about. Mm-hmm. I was in love with Michael Stoyanov <laughs> most of my teenage years. Um, you know, Michael looked more like my own family than my own family does. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, I, I saw him on on Empty Nest. He was a guest star on Empty Nest before he was cast in Blossom. And that was another show that was the same producers as Blossom. And I remember calling my agent the next day and I said, I just saw the guy who should play Tony. He was on Empty Nest <laughs> last night and they had already, they had already, you know, brought him in and were casting him. So Wow. Yeah, I mean, Michael, you know, as I said, I was really in love with him for, for most of my teenage years. Um, he was terrific. I, I'm, I miss him a lot. You know, he was not really... He hasn't kind of been around, and I've seen him on some stuff, and I know he did some writing. Um, but he was just, he was a wonderful person, and, um, you know, he was in his late 20s when I was a teenager. He yeah. was a, you know, he was the older guy, but um, <laughs> looking back, he was very young, you know. Mm-hmm. And blended right in with you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, and especially he and I, I felt we really had the same, we had a similar sense of comedic timing, and um, I just loved working with him. I loved having scenes with Michael, and... <laughs> Joey also would give me a really hard time because I was totally obsessed with him. I mean, I would follow him around like a puppy dog. <laughs> did Did you know who Did you know who he was? Did you know that he had been famous since he was a kid? Um, Joey. Yes, I had watched him on Give Me a Break. Okay. Yeah, so it was pretty exciting. I mean, he was much more famous than you know than anybody else I had met. So at that point, it was it was great. Yeah, I, you know, I've seen some things where the network really didn't want Joey. They thought he was washed up. If you can imagine being washed up at fifteen yeah, right. or whatever, it's uh, no. He was he was perfect. He was it's, perfect. You know, it points to how insane the business can be sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. How how nobody really knows anything. Right. <laughs> did you guys click as a family unit pretty fast, or did it take you a while to kind of? No, no. I think it happened pretty fast. Okay. Yeah, I think we took two weeks to film the pilot. Like they give you more time to kind of get to know each other, and but no, it was very easy, especially because Joey. And Jenna, you know, they were such veterans, and Ted also, and you know, Michael and I were newer, but you know, it yeah. was no, it was very seamless. Now, on the on the DVD set, there is a there is a so-called original pilot mm-hmm. that I guess was filmed, yeah, maybe a year before, right? Before the um, the uh, the series began, I mm-hmm. guess. Right, Joey's name was Donnie. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the Michael Stoyanov character was much more kind of drug damaged, okay, like much spacier. And you had a mom, yes? Right. They yeah. had it was um two parents and um there was I think I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I can't remember. There was some other I know that we did they they had cast an um an African American girl to play six. <laughs> 
and we ended up refilming all the scenes with Jenna. But uh, I think that might have been our first episode. Like I think Jenna did the pilot, and then we redid it. But okay. anyway, yes. So did did NBC air that that original pilot, or I think they did. Okay. I think they must have. That's a great question. I'm yeah. Yeah, it's on the DVD. It's very different. I mean, that's for sure. I, it's, My character is pretty much the same, but yeah, but anyway. all the pretty much like you said, all the supporting characters are pretty are, a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, there's so, some funny stuff in there though, for sure. So, do you know? Do you know what happened between that pilot and the show going to I, series? Do you know? I don't. That is a Don Rio question. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I really don't. I mean, look, I was 14, so <laughs> I was just doing my best to like you know do homework and go to bed. So. So when you did that original pilot, did did you have a sense that anything would come of it, or was it just a, a one-off pilot? Um, I think because I had done a couple pilots before, I knew that it's like could go, could not go. Okay. And also, we weren't really terribly popular our first and, and second year, you know, so yeah. it's not like we had this huge, you know, smash success. I mean, yeah, exactly. We premiered after the Cosby Show, which is a great time slot. Um, but no, it kind of took a little while to build. <coughs> Sorry. So yeah, it took a bit of time. Um, we knew it was funny, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's the funny thing about filming in front of an audience. You can mm-hmm. you can pretty much tell instantly whether you're any good yeah, or not. Exactly. It's it's um. It's great. Yeah, you get that you get that chemistry and that feedback. Yes. From the audience. Mm-hmm. How great! Well, we've got some callers on the line. Do you want to take a couple phone sure. calls from fans? Absolutely. Area code three one two. This is my buddy Tony. Hey Tony. Hey Brandon, how you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you, sir? Doing good. Doing Say great. Say hi to Maya Bialik. She's right hi here. There. Hello, Mayim. How you doing? Hey, I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I, I was a big fan of that show for Thank a long you. time, and you guys did a magnificent job. Honey. Thank you. And I love the dynamic between um, the, the dynamic between your character and uh, Vanessa Bonoy's character, six, mm-hmm. the best friends being the pod and everything. They like they were inseparable almost. Mm-hmm. I um, yeah. I mean, I think. It was a very fun relationship. I mean, obviously Blossom was the more reasonable one, and you know, Six was kind of the crazy, funny one. Um, but a lot of times, yeah, when we would do the blocking, like who's going to walk where when, I kind of always expected that she would be behind me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that works in re- in real life relationships too. You know, usually sure. in best friendships, there's one that's yes. kind of straight laced and one that's absolutely wild exactly. and crazy. Exactly. No, it was it really worked well though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny to me. And she always, always talked so fast, you know. You couldn't understand yeah, her. Thing. Oh, and <laughs> she, was, she was so good at that. Was, She's great. Was that a case where the producers kind of saw her doing that and kind of wrote it in, or was it a case no, where they wrote it I in think, and she had to learn how to do it? I think that is in the original episode, and that's probably why she got the part, because I'm pretty sure that would have been the audition scene. <laughs> um, but then it just kind of built from there. And, and I do remember cases where they would, if it, sometimes the fast paragraph was just because it was funny. Yeah. And sometimes it actually had content, so I remember they would have to really slow her down if it was a paragraph that needed to be like fast, but not super fast. <laughs> and when she was sitting there rattling stuff off, were you just standing there in in awe of? Well, I mean, I, I basically would just memorize my cue, you know, <laughs> whatever her last word was. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. And then they got, and then and then later in that uh, sequence, they cast her mom, you know, Gail Wars, who used right. to be on uh, *It's Living*. Came exactly. on a few a couple episodes or two, played her mom and boy with the dynamics between those two. When they, oh man, that was, was hilarious great. between those two. <laughs> and Jenna was actually on a show called Lenny, which Don really? Rio also created around the same time she was working two shows at once, which I don't think wow. is legal anymore. Wow. But yeah, it was a kind of a working class hero sort of show. Um, but I remember she played the daughter on that. Yeah. And she went on to a great show called The Parkers, which was hysterically Correct. fun. Oh yeah, yeah I, I love that show too. I used to watch that too. Me yeah, too. Yeah, she's a she's a singer. She's a country singer. Yeah, I believe it. Now. 
Yeah, you know, I'm, to, I'm gonna have to find her and, and beg her to be on my show too because. Oh yeah, she's. Uh, I'm supposed to see her end of this month, so I'll let her know if you want to shoot her an email. Excellent, please do. <laughs> yeah, okay. she's really fun. One other when she gets my email to to not think it's spam, it's know. a serious <laughs> offer. <laughs> <laughs> one final one final question. Uh, final mm-hmm. final question, Miriam. Let's go back to your early career. Um, it may, may, may have failed to mention this, but you were also in the late '80s on a couple of shows that I also loved. Um, mm-hmm. It was on a sitcom called Webster. With yeah, Emmanuel I did eight Lewis. episodes of Webster. Wow. And you did Richard Dean Anderson's show, MacGyver. I did three episodes of MacGyver, that's right. Yep, those were, um, look, those were shows I grew up on, you know. Um, it was a really? real thrill to do. Webster was great. Um, it was supposed to be just a one-episode thing, and I kind of had this nerdy, super, like, church lady sort of character, and they kept calling me back, which was great. <laughs> um, and MacGyver was right after Beaches, Um Really, and it was great. I mean, we filmed in Canada, and like got to be like hanging off cliffs and in the snow, and it was crazy. It was fun. Yeah, you know, when we were kids, MacGyver was like, you know, Superman for the generation before sure. before us. I mean, Absolutely. he was the superhero, and he yep. never used a gun. <laughs> Definitely, wow, Mr. Gadget Man. That's what I call him. Absolutely, yeah. he was great. Yeah, I just watched SNL from this week, and they were teasing him again. <laughs> yeah, MacGruber. Yes, exactly. yes. Oh, the guy's guy just blowing the thing, blow things up. He just let things blow up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks man. a lot. Thanks a lot for calling in, Tony. We appreciate hearing from you. Bye, it's my pleasure and my session and my take care. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Tony. So my pal Joanne has a question. Hi, Joanne. Let me pull it up. Uh, uh, let's see. With the pressure that Hollywood puts on young actors whether it be peer pressure or pressure from the industry itself, how did you manage to stay so grounded? Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I appreciate that. I think, you know, in any population of teenagers, you'll find some that decide to do drugs or whatever and exactly. some that don't. So, um, you know, just I'm glad that the that the media industry was not as magnified as it is, as it is now because um, there is a lot of pressure, you know, on, on especially teen actors. And, um, oh, I come from just a pretty kind of old-fashioned, as I said, kind of immigrant background family. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, just kind of a nerd. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you hear all the horror stories, you know, yeah. all yeah. the different strokes kids and, yeah. and uh, you know, some of the troubles that people like the Brady Bunch kids got into mm-hmm. later in life. And, yeah. No, and I mean, my, my parents still had me do chores and, um, you know, I was – I. I don't know. They were just pretty strict in general, so I guess that yeah. just carried over to my. But community. you know, it wasn't just you. Everybody in that cast was pretty was pretty normal and level headed. Yeah, it's uh, even with fame. Yeah, it, it's funny you said that. I guess that is true. I mean, it must have been just the magic of Blossom, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes you you pull together a, a bunch of good apples, and you know, it's yeah, it's true. It's no, so, it was very uneventful. <laughs> So let me tell you something. I think that I am the biggest Melissa Manchester fan on the face of the planet. Oh really? I love her. Mm-hmm. How great on. was how great was it to to be her on screen daughter? I mean, she was. I mean, it was great. I thought it was really good casting. Um, you know, I liked that they found someone unusual, um, someone you you know, kind of ethnic looking. Yes. Um, look, we got to go to Paris and film, so it was great. Um, she was great. I think it was a great choice and um, very enjoyable. Do you do you have any idea how they cast her in that role? Because you know, at the, I, you know, Don at, Rio has a lot of music connections, and okay. um, he was friends with Sonny and Cher, and um, a lot of music people. So oh. I'm assuming it was one of his music connections. Because <laughs> at the beginning there was a, there was a different woman playing Maddie in flashbacks, and then that's true. And then uh, I, they they kind of settled on Melissa, I guess, and she played yeah. it for the for the duration of exactly. the run. Exactly. 
She was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. You know, I've I've seen several interviews with her where she talks about how how odd it was being recognized more as your mother than than sure. as a as a Grammy winning you know right. music superstar. Well, it's generational, I guess. You know. <laughs> I, I guess you, I guess you might hope that some of her young fans would would um, research her older music right, and exactly. you know she could cultivate a whole new generation right. of fans. But it's true. <laughs> so as the show progressed, Nick found love again with with a woman named Carol and mm-hmm. the gorgeous, the stunning Finola Hughes joined mm-hmm. the show. How fun was that? It was. It was. I mean, I'll be honest. It was kind of a mixed bag because at that point, you're. It's pretty clear that the show is kind of on some of its last legs, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a wedding and a little kid and mm-hmm. a dog and a neighbor, you know, like those things were added. And, I mean, I'll just be honest. It was hard. It was hard on us. And it was hard on all of us. Um, I was a huge Finola Hughes fan from General oh. Hospital. So Who wasn't? I was like over the moon. And Absolutely. Possibly one of the more attractive people on the planet. So it was pretty cool to work with her. Um, she was a very kind woman, a very wise actress, and um, you know, it was really cool to see someone who is a skilled dramatic actress do comedy well. Wow. You know, she did comedy very well. And you know, it's 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 very funny because you wouldn't think coming from a from a heavy soap background where you know you have to kind of emote and be very dramatic right. that you you I guess I would imagine that you wouldn't really be sure whether she could she could handle some uh, right. a total one eighty. Like she did great, and look, I mean, she's got a great accent too, so that's <laughs> um, you know it adds to her character, her personality too. So uh, I, I, I can imagine that she brought a new kind of energy and kind of texture to the ensemble. Did mm-hmm. did, uh, did it mesh well with what you guys had already established? Um, yes, but I also think that just like our characters had to get used to her, we had to get used to not her, but the concept of this was the new direction the show was going in. Yeah. Um, so it was hard. Yeah. But I think some of the issues that were dealt with, you know, about her sleeping over and having a new mom. I mean, yeah, I think exactly. all those things, yeah, I think it's really important. But but as I said, we were all adjusting to the idea that, hmm, our show's looking like a lot of other shows do when they're winding down. <laughs> and were you were you kind of disappointed when you when you could look up and kind of recognize what was happening? Yeah, it was with... hard. It was very hard. Um, Michael left the show, um, you know, towards the end. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think we all felt it. And so it shifted. When Michael left, um, I really... Um, kind of lost a lot of my um, excitement, you know, for going to work because yeah. I was, you know, I just loved him. I just loved, mm-hmm. you know, working with him and being around him. So it was hard. Um, well, and he was such an integral piece of the ensemble. Yeah, yeah. And uh, look, and this was, you know, we were family for those those years. Exactly. You know, this was somebody very close to me. And so when yeah. he left, it was hard, and it was sort of, you know, the beginning of sort of, again, the winding down of our show. Yeah. And so... Uh, uh, was it kind of emotional saying goodbye to everybody, or were you kind of ready for it to be done? Both. Or maybe know. a little bit of both, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was both. I was really ready to go to college. As I said, I was two years out of high school, and I really wanted to have a normal life. <laughs> I, again, I was never that into the industry, and I wasn't that taken with fame, and the money made no sense to me. It was so weird, you know? Um, <laughs> so I was ready just to kind of have, like, a life. Yeah. Um, but it was hard, you know? That yeah. was where Joey, Jenna, and I grew up, you know? That was our teen years. Literally. Mm-hmm. I mean... Joey was 13 to 18, I yeah. was 14 to 19, and Jenna was 12 to 17. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of funny, you know, in in one way you're kind of lucky because you you literally have a video scrapbook of your of your <laughs> teen years. Yep. Yeah, and not everybody can say club. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but a lot of pictures and um you know, look, I got to go a lot of fun places. That's really one of my favorite things about, you know, the acting I did was I also got to do publicity in far exactly. off places and 
Spain and um, and all over Canada and London and Hawaii. I mean, like, I got to go places I never would have been able to go. Exactly, and like um, you said, Paris. Yeah, and Paris, and you know, I have pictures of me all in fancy clothes, you know, at fancy hotels in Hollywood, <laughs> dressed up, you know, like a 40s movie star, just because that's what, you know, Us Magazine wanted, or whatever. <laughs> um, I was on the cover of Sassy Magazine, which was um, put out by Ms. Magazine. It was kind of a feminist sort of teen magazine, and, you know, to be on the cover of that was so important to me, and I have pictures of it, you know? Yeah. So, my best friend, Sherry Ann, who I've been trying to get to call in, but she won't, she wants me to ask you about... Uh, during during the course of the show, Joey kind of tripped into being a pop star, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we loved that album. <laughs> uh-huh. We had that album, and we listened to it constantly. And right. and uh, was it was it kind of interesting on the set when when he tripped into this whole other this whole other realm of the, um, of the business? Was it? Yeah, it was kind of weird. I mean, I think look, you know, Joey had been acting since he was a kid, yeah. and um, both of his brothers are actors. You know, he comes from really, you know, a, a family that knows how to, you know, how to work, mm-hmm. you know, in this industry. So um, he was, as I said, he was a lot more skilled than than, than a lot of us were. <laughs> um, it was hard. I mean, I, I think I think it was received well, and I think that was important. And you know, in one of in my favorite episode, which was the, the takeoff we did on the Madonna documentary, um, you know, the Truth or Dare documentary, yeah, we yeah. have Joey singing and, and kind of poking fun at him. So I think that helped that helped matters a bit. Yeah. And, you know, it brought a great deal of attention to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, mean, I mean, also his whole, you know, kind of um, teen idol status, you know, obviously was a big aspect to the show. I mean, we already had a lot of girls watching our show. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, it definitely brought in more attention and um, – more Playboy bunnies as guest stars and stuff like that. <laughs> so, at the height of the show's fame, could you go anywhere without being? Uh, you know, it's, it's a hard question. Yeah, yeah. There were, like I could go to Temple and stuff. Or, you know, um, it was hard to to go places where I wasn't recognized, and it was hard to go places like the mall or yeah. um, amusement parks, stuff yeah. like that. I, w- I would imagine even something like going out to eat would be. Yeah, um, you know, and even like, you know, the media was not like it was, like it is now. Yeah. But you know, I had pictures taken of me as I was getting off planes and stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't do much dating then, so that was kind of good that nobody was interrupting my personal life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you must be so grateful that that this didn't happen during the internet age, because. Yeah. Well, look, the internet has already, um, you know, opened up a whole new world of kind of dialogue and obviously publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it also allows people a venue to say a lot of things they wouldn't say to your face or yeah. say to their enemy's face. So um, it's hard. You know, it's it's hard to see that people want to also use the Internet, again, to exercise expletives and um, <laughs> and disparaging things about people, which is really not nice. Um, but, yeah, the Internet has really changed things for good. And it's also, again, I think it really changes social relationships. So Yeah. Like exactly right. There's pros and there's cons, but yes. you know some of these guys like uh, the hot shows like Gossip Girl, and you know mm-hmm. some of these some of these shows. Uh, sometimes you you look at the attention they get and the notoriety they get, and right. you, uh, it's uh, sometimes in some ways it's horrifying what they have to yeah. what sure. they have to go through compared to what people had to go through in times before this kind of mass market. You Correct. Know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you know we are entertainers and. Whatever the current media situation is, that's what we're in for. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are pictures of me and my kids, which I never have my kids in pictures, but someone takes my pictures at the farmer's market, and 
since I've supposed on the web. So, you know, <laughs> kind of like I might as well have better pictures of my kids and me taken, you know, like I had an ankle brace on. I looked terrible. <laughs> so uh, after after Blossom and did you, uh, you also had a had a kind of recurring part on another one of my favorite shows, the John Larroquette show. Yes. Which John, was also John, created by Don Rio. Correct. I did that during Blossom. Okay. I would film, uh, yeah, I would go back and forth between sets. Okay. I think I remember a couple of episodes after Blossom ended where you came back. Um, um, no, they might have just showed it after, but oh, okay. I filmed it during Blossom, yeah. Excellent. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, much like Blossom, um, that show was one of those shows that found a great deal of its humor in the characters great. instead of the, as opposed to the situations. You know, it, mm-hmm. was, it was one of those great, great shows. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have fun on that show? Oh, it was great. I mean, John Larroquette is... Um, He's incredible. The best. And yeah, I mean, I also got to work with some really cool, you know, um, some really cool guest stars that were on there with me, and um, it was just, it was great. I mean, I loved playing kind of a different character and, exactly. you know, kind of a stoned out, um, you know, Birkenstock wearing um, hippie chick. It was great. Yeah. It was great. And Don Rio is a very skilled writer, and I just loved his writing, so. Yeah. I imagine that that was a very tight knit ensemble, just like yours was. Yeah, I mean, um, it's different when there's an adult who's the star of the show, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I think, you know, John's personality, you know, kind of ruled that set a lot more. And my yeah. person, not ruled, but you know what I mean. It, yeah, exactly. It, sort of, it set the tone for that yeah. set, whereas our set was teenagers, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, 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 I'm just wondering if kind of stepping into a situation like that where you're the newcomer gave you a new, mm-hmm. gave you a new appreciation for... Yes. The people who had to step onto your set when yeah. you guys were. I mean, tired. look, I'm a I'm a big fan of you know being humble, and it's very humbling you know yeah. to watch someone else be the star you know. <laughs> and someone asked me you know what was it like to work on Webster because you weren't the big star, and I said you know it was great practice because Emmanuel Lewis was a very very dignified young man. Yeah. And it was great to see that you can get a lot of attention and have people all over you, but you can still be a nice person and a normal wow. person. That's that's a pretty great lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of after Blossom ended, you you decided to go back to college. You decided to step mm-hmm. away from from the um, kind of as I said in the intro, the glare of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have a, I have a caller that wants to uh, ask you some questions about that, if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Sure. This is my boyfriend Alex. Hello. He's, he's been he's been dying to um uh for to get me to ask questions about this. So I'm going to let him ask his own questions. Okay. Alex, are you on the air? Yes. <laughs> Say hi. hi to Maya. She's right here. Hey there. Hello, how are you? Hi. How is Los Angeles? It's good, uh, good. good. It's torrentially pouring, actually. Oh, that's unfortunate. I used to live in L.A. until about four months ago, and uh, oh, I, I okay. do miss it sometimes. Yeah, um, it's pouring today. <laughs> in any case, I want to learn a little bit about your college year and also about graduate school. I hear you went mm-hmm. to grad school for neuroscience, and I wonder what I that was like. And um, well, uh, I... Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say I did my undergraduate in neuroscience and also Hebrew and Jewish studies. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I had a very, you know, I did five years undergrad, and I loved it. I mean, I come from a very kind of, you know, nerdy, brainy, academic-y kind of family. Um, so it really suited me, you know, um, to take all those, you know, anthropology classes and write all those uh-huh. papers. I mean, I just loved it. I really loved it. I loved school. Um, and, you know, I, I did some acting, but that really was more when I was in graduate school. I just kind of felt like I was on an academic roll in terms of, you know, a lot of people were applying to grad school or medical school, and I applied to grad school and just kind of kept going. So. I see. Can you tell us a little about what you researched for your PhD? Yeah, I studied um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, um, which a lot of people, you know, kind of hear about and know about, and I studied it in a population of adolescents with a syndrome called Prader-Willi syndrome. And it's a, a syndrome, there's 
they're very, very obese. Um, they have a problem with the part of their, their brain that controls eating, and so that's how most people kind of know about people with Prader-Willi syndrome. Um, but it's a fascinating syndrome. They're very, very interesting people, and um, I looked at obsessive-compulsive disorder and how it related to their behavior. I see. I see. Wow. Do you have any Do you have any plans to go back to academia or, or continue research, um, you know, in some other role? I mean, mostly what you know, what my degree would have enabled me to do would be kind of a research professor position. Um, but you know, we were my husband and I are sort of starting a family, and it just wasn't kind of compatible with the sort of parenting we do. Sure. Um, meaning, you know, I, I'm, we're with our kids a lot. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, more than I would be able to be if I was trying to, you know, do a professorship. Um, but I do some writing for um, for organizations that raise money for research for this syndrome, and that's something I enjoy kind of keeping up with as much as I can. Great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Alex. <laughs> Goodbye, Alex. Right. <laughs> so he's been telling me all week to ask this, this, and this, and this, and this, and I finally convinced him to call in and, well, I and <laughs> ask his own questions. He's he's insanely curious. <laughs> so... Um, you took about a about a ten year break if my if my um mm-hmm. if my addition is correct mm-hmm. um, what made you decide to kind of kind of step back into it a little bit and um well i did I did an independent film called Kalamazoo okay. um during graduate school um that was before I got pregnant with my first son um, and that really kind of just came along it was really an interesting project and I've become very close with the woman who wrote it and um, she and her sister produced it and anyway it was a a great experience and a great way to kind of you know start getting back into it and then I did a few episodes of Fat Actress which was um, created by Brenda Hampton who was a Blossom writer and oh, I didn't also, know that. Yes, she was one of one of our our strongest female writers. Was Brenda Hampton? She went um, on to do Seven he- Seventh Heaven, right? Uh, yes, yeah. and she also does the Life of American Teenager. That's her project okay. now. She's really an incredible woman. Um, so she had me do Fat Actress, and um, I was which was cast. hysterical. Yes, I mean a, a lot of people did like it, but um, it was <laughs> it was pretty out there. But yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. and I've also done um, three episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is you know kind of one of my favorite shows. Yes. Um, so, you know, kind of like bit by bit doing little stuff. And, you know, I've never really acted as an adult. So this is sort of um, where I'm at now and what is my life going to look like. Yeah. And, um, you know, I saw a comment someone posted on some website saying, what's a nice way to say, you know, not a chance in hell. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. Like, you know, I'm doing a couple things in the next couple months and uh, we'll see. Excellent. Yeah. You, you know, you mentioned Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's a great guy named Philip Recchia, and he's actually the director of programming for the Blog Talk Radio Network. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a personal email last week uh, uh, telling me that he's a huge fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and he's a huge fan of yours, mm-hmm. and he's a huge fan of Larry David's. Uh-huh. And uh, so he wanted me to ask you some questions about sure. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Are you, are you coming back to the show? Do you? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of good that you know, I was cast as you know, one of his friend's daughters, because obviously um, you know, if our family's back in you know, episodes, hopefully they'll think of me. Um, <laughs> it's a very spur-of-the-moment kind of show. I think one of the episodes I did, I literally was called like two days before. <laughs> And they said, oh, Larry just remembered you got to be in this scene. Can you show up? <laughs> I don't even think I spoke. They didn't even mic me. Like, I literally did not speak. I just sat there. It was like at a funeral. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping that they'll, you know, uh, I have a new a new agent and a new manager. So they made sure to call over to Curb and say, oh, we're representing her now. So if you think of her, um, look, I, I'm completely not skilled enough to be on that show. I don't know how I got the part. <laughs> but I auditioned. You know, I went in like everybody else, yeah. and they obviously liked me enough. So I'm hoping I'm, – I would love to be back on that show. How funny. How much of that show is totally made up on the fly? Uh, almost all of it. Seriously. There, there is a, there's a master outline, but unless you are 
an integral part of plot changes, meaning you need to say something in a scene to make the next scene happen, yeah. you do not see the outline. Okay. Yeah, so literally you know nothing. I mean, it's the audition was hysterical. I got wow. a little tiny piece of paper with what the scene was, and that was the exact scene that we ended up filming when I got the job, and that's all I knew about the whole episode. That must be totally liberating as an actor. Yeah, like, I, I played a lesbian. I didn't even know I was a lesbian. <laughs> You know, until, like, you know, people started talking about the rest of the episode when we were filming. I didn't even know that was part of the shtick. <laughs> and did Larry have any idea who you were when you when you got the part, or did you, you know, go in? I don't know. I auditioned for him and for Cheryl and, you know, Jeff, and, you know, they're all kind of there. But I have no idea. That's a great question. I mean, I worked with Woody Allen when I was, uh, you know, a teenager. And um, he asked, you know, he we had to send him a tape of Blossom so he could see who I was. So... <laughs> If Woody Allen didn't know, maybe Larry David didn't either. <laughs> yeah, you know, Larry David was pretty busy in those years also, so... Yeah, well, actually, you know, we were on the same time as Seinfeld. Uh-huh. We kind of had a running thing with Seinfeld. They often had pictures of us up when they when they did the episodes about Seinfeld having his own TV show. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, there was an entire scene with Jason Alexander and Jerry Seinfeld, and it's the picture of me and Ted Wass is on the wall behind <gasps> them. Like, an enormous picture of us, because they were supposed to be at NBC. <laughs> Um, so we kind of had a running thing with Seinfeld, but I don't know if Larry ever realized that. <laughs> you know, in in the commentary for the pilot on the on the on the um, on the new DVD set of Blossom, Joey makes a great comment about the dearth of traditional studio audience sitcoms uh-huh. on television these days. Yes. Uh, and you know, it's something you don't really think about until you hear someone say it, and then you realize, mm-hmm. you know, there aren't that many. And right. you know, things like Scrubs and The Office and Arrested mm-hmm. Development, they definitely have their place. And Curb. Yeah, they definitely have their place, but it's you know, the the comedies that we grew up on, like The Jeffersons and Family Ties mm-hmm. and Designing Women and Cheers, right? The classic for yeah, for they, camera. They were genuinely funny, and they were funny because they kind of found their inherent humor in real people and everyday right. issues and problems. But you know, look, I mean, television is also a reflection of what people watch and what people want, and so reality is a huge part of television now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Joey and I, we just recently did an interview, and, you know, he referred to us as the golden age of television. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, it was a different, it was a very different time, and, and maybe people will want it again. You know, sitcom means situation comedy. You know, that's what we did. Yeah. And there was nothing like filming in front of a live audience. Oh, I can, I can only, I, I can imagine. I mean, it's... Yeah, because, you know, changes are made as you're doing it, uh-huh. if they need to be, you know. Uh-huh. It's very interesting. And uh, did, you, did you, I mean, I'm sure you did, but did you ever find where something that you thought wasn't going to be very funny was abs- got a huge laugh. Sure. I mean, look, that's how Woe started, you know. The word was just written in the script. It wasn't supposed to be the way Joey did it. And yeah. It was just supposed to be like, whoa, you know, and like <laughs> it, it wasn't getting a laugh. And Don Rio said, I don't know, try something crazy. And that's how it was born. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of times things that were not supposed to be funny were funny. Wow. Um, you know, a lot of times faces that you make are funny, which, again, is something you don't think about when you watch television a lot anymore. Um, you know, sometimes they would add time to the show because a reaction that Joey did got several laughs, you know? <laughs> and so they would just kind of cut back and forth on cameras till wow. people were done laughing and then we'd go on, you know? <laughs> and conversely, was there something, was, was there ever an innocence where you thought, you know, this is going to kill and then it just kind of laid there like Always. a... Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> but you know, like, this is, this is our job. We are entertainers and yeah. um, again, this is an old-fashioned, I'm an old-fashioned kind of performer. I don't write my own stuff, you know? That's not my thing. Give me a script and I'll try and make you laugh, you know? And yeah. if it's not funny, I'll yeah. try it a different way. Exactly. <clears throat> and if it's really not funny, I'll, you know, slip on a banana peel. <laughs> so, are, are, I, I, as you said, I, I know you're kind of dipping your toe back into it. Are you auditioning now? Yep. And I'm, I'm getting out there. just like. Are you do. still instantly recognized? Are, are you having to it fight typecasting? It depends. I don't, I don't look tremendously different. Um, 
you know, I've had two kids, so obviously yeah. <laughs> in the right light, I do look different. <laughs> in a bikini, I look different. Um, but, no, I mean, sometimes people know me. Um, I, I don't think I look, you know, different enough, but I'm, I'm still me, you know. I haven't yeah. had my nose done, and um, my hair is, you know, kind of just there, and uh, I don't look that different. So I guess, in some, yeah. you know, some casting people are younger than I am now. So. That's, that's true. And, you know, you mentioned Neil Patrick Harris a while ago. Uh-huh. I mean, he had to fight against the Doogie Howser stigma for years. Correct. And look at it, he's a huge star all over again now. It's he's a huge star also with a big life change. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's had an incredible career. Uh, exactly. And, and he's so you know, talented. It's, 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 it's one of those great stories where you just keep plugging away and plugging away and plugging away, and sooner yep. or later you're going to get and, that. And, you know, Neil also left the public eye and did theater and, um, you know, kind of had a normal life that way, <laughs> meaning normal <laughs> yeah. out of, you know, television eyes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and sitcom is kind of coming back. You know, he did some really smart roles in films, and I'm kind of open to whatever, you yeah. know. I'm happy to do anything weird or ironic or, you know, drama, like anything. I'm not that picky, so. That's great. Yeah. So uh, do your, do your, I mean, I know you have a, a new baby, but does your does your mm-hmm. older child have any idea how famous his mom is? No, and he doesn't watch television um, at all, so, you know, he's never had the opportunity to watch. And, and it's funny, we're just, um, I think because he doesn't watch television or movies, we don't really know how to explain to him. <laughs> I mean, he knows what it is. He's yeah. seen television. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, we call it meetings when I go on auditions. <laughs> They're short meetings, you know, hopefully short. Um, but yeah, I'm actually supposed to film something in a couple of weeks, and um, we just we don't know how to go about, you know, kind of explaining it to him, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, he's seen me do some publicity stuff, but I don't know if he understands why. Okay. <laughs> and you know, if if either one of your kids decide that they want to follow in mom's footsteps, will you be <laughs> imminently horrified or? I think so. I mean, it's a hard industry for kids. Um, I don't know. I'm, at this point, my, my older son, who's a little over three, he doesn't have really that kind of resilient personality um, that I think young kids need in the industry. Um, I mean, he's very funny, and he's kind of theatrical just on his own. But, um, you know, I think Joey Lawrence was probably a very different toddler than my kid is, for example. You know? <laughs> well, I... As hard as it is to believe, this hour has flown by. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. almost up, and I, I have had such fun talking to you. You are, you have been such a delightful guest, and I thank, thank you, you so much really for pleasure. for taking an hour out of your busy schedule to, hey, oh, please. I'm to just come sitting here nursing. <laughs> come gab with us for a little bit. Uh, before I let you go, could I ask you a quick favor? Sure. Would you mind recording a promo for the show? Not at all. You can say anything you like as long as it includes the words "Mayan Bialik" and Brandon's buzz. Okay. And I'm recording anytime, so shoot okay. whenever you're ready. This is Maya Bialik, and you are lucky enough to be listening to Brandon's Buzz. Thank you so, so much. Let me tell you You're something. Welcome. I hope that this is not our last conversation because... No, and I, will you send me, like, can you send me the link or something? I, I certainly will. Do you want me to okay. send it to... Uh, just uh, to... You can send it to Lindsay. That's fine. Okay. Because um, I, I want to, you know, I have to tell you, like, I had to do PR for this DVD thing. Yeah. But they only had a certain number of, you know, a certain amount of things that they had me do. Yeah. And finally, I was like, okay, it's enough. Like, I can't keep doing free publicity. But when this thing came in, I was like, I want to do this. So I want to tell the PR guy, look, I did something that you didn't even ask me to do that's going to sell some copies. So. I certainly hope so because, uh, you know, I, I, I want all the seasons on DVD. And, and you know, Thank I know you. that they're kind of judging the their, the first I think, release. I as, think it's going to do well. Yeah. I'm hoping it's going to do well. And I think a lot of people should, you know, who don't want their kids watching a lot of stuff on television should show their kids the show. Absolutely. Know? You know, it's it's it's, it's uh, what a great show. I mean, what else Thank can you, you say? What a great show. Again, it was not Shakespeare, but <laughs> it had its place in you know TV history. So there it is. Exactly. 
Well, uh, as as I said, I hope this is not our last conversation. You have a thank you. You're welcome here anytime you like to promote you, anything you, you like. I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you so so much. Take care. Maya Bialik, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs> and that's it. The fourth episode of Brandon's Buzz comes to an end. It is uh, uh, Thursday, February 5th, and we just had a great conversation with Mayan Bialik. You can download the show after the fact at, my, at the show's website, blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz, and you can also download it from iTunes. I'm on iTunes, guys. Just type in Brandon's Buzz in the search box in iTunes. It'll take you right to the podcast, and uh, you can download it. You can also subscribe to the podcast. Um, at the website, blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz, if you would comment on the show, if you would rate the show, I would really appreciate it because the people at Blog Talk Radio really look at those things, and uh, it's super important. So I would really appreciate it if you would take just a moment to type in great show, type in what you think, send me an email if you like, and and tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see on the show. Uh, I'm having great fun with this, and I want to keep it on the air. So uh, uh, by all means, uh, uh, sign in and let me know what you think. Next week, Monday night, February 9th, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific with Michael Brainerd. Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, with Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Abra Moore. And um, Thursday morning, 12.30 Eastern, 9.30 Pacific, with Knott's Landing star Joan Van Ark. So it's a full week next week, and I hope you all come on back and hang with us. because It's going to be three great conversations, and I'm looking forward to all of them. Thank you guys so much for listening, and, and uh, come on back. It's Brandon's Buzz. still there yeah how'd we do <laughs> it was great I, I it went so great and the hour just flew by good it was really enjoyable <laughs> where's uh where's alex from with his sexy accent <laughs> <laughs> he is in the other room and no, the sexy accent is, is russian oh okay yeah my family's from the russian ukrainian border so oh wow yeah he yeah. he uh immigrated here when he was 10 oh wow so. nice accent it's lovely. yeah <laughs> okay well, thank you so so thank much you. again. Please it was, send I, the link. I really want to send it to um, to Tom Chan, our publicist. <laughs> I will do. They they usually upload the show around thirty minutes after the show ends. So. Okay, cool. So even if you send it tomorrow over the weekend, whatever. Excellent. I will forward and, it to her. And thank Lindsay so much for me because it, I will. It's been great fun communicating with her. And she's and, terrific. She's southern, so. <laughs> <laughs> from I, I really appreciate her passing the info along to you because. And I've, thank you so much. I, I found that that's often not the case with the. She's great. With it's, the managers um, that I've been begging for. No, to, they're really great. They're, yeah. they're a really great management firm. They took, they took me on at eight months pregnant, so you got to love them. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, take care. You too. And have a good night. You too. Thank you Bye-bye. so much.